0: Before I get to my next guest, Andy Leno, I want to give a shout out to a few of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment, maybe a new driver? Well, I'll tell you what, let me reset your thinking because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented square toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour, an average of nine yards of distance. Independent tests prove it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to squares.com. That's S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com and get Squares 30-day money back guarantee. Use promo code DISTANCE for $20 off. Remember, DISTANCE comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. And folks, I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't experience it for myself. I've never felt more stable in my golf swing, which allows me to swing faster and launch it further squares the distance golf shoe. I also want to give a shout-out to another new sponsor, Bionic Gloves. Do what you do better with Bionic Gloves. Whether you're looking to own the golf greens, improve your workouts, or get your hands dirty in the garden, Bionic Gloves has you covered. Designed with a hand specialist, Bionic Gloves feature patented innovations that help improve your grip. The strategically placed anatomical relief pads also prevent calluses and blisters while the web and motion zones allow for greater dexterity and flexibility. Head over to BionicLoves.com to find the perfect glove to up your game. And I want to remind you about our friends over at Zexio. Back in 2001, Zexio Strixon began making clubs for men and women, and they've improved on those clubs every year since. I was fit for a set of Zexio 10 irons by a great fitter on their staff. He got me dialed in, and they feel and perform fantastically. They are by far the best irons I've ever played. They are light. I have picked up nearly 5 miles per hour in swing speed, and they're deadly accurate. Every part of Zexio Clubs are made exclusively for Zexio. Like I say, everything is light and balanced. Swing weights are made to give us the highest smash factors. The best part of getting fit for Zexio Clubs is hitting it higher and straighter than ever before, changing your game. Zexio Clubs are a Golf Digest Hot List Gold winner for 2021. Congratulations to Zexio Ambassador N.B. Park for her five-stroke victory earlier this year at the Kia Classic. It was her 21st victory, and she did it using Zexio 11 woods and X irons. Ernie Els and Top Instructor Martin Hall are Zexio ambassadors as well. See why and how Zexio can help improve your game. Go online to ZexioUSA.com. That's X-X-I-O-U-S-A com, and pick which set is right for you. Okay, now next on the tee with me is Andy drano Leno. Andy was a caddy for 25 years on both the PGA and LPGA tours. He caddied for Kenny Perry for about a decade. He's also been on the bag for players like Tom Watson, Peter Jacobson, Nick Faldo, Michelle Wee, and our good friends Dave Stockton Jr. and Richard Zockel. He played golf in high school at Deering High in Portland, Maine, and his college golf at Western Kentucky University. And he caddied in over 40 majors and was a part of the 2004 U.S. Ryder Cup team. He was also on the bank for Michelle Wee in 2006 at the 84 Lumber Classic, where she played on the PGA Tour against the men. And he was inducted into the Main Golf Hall of Fame back in 2010. And he retired from the tour in 2016. Started his own business called Golf Mastery, which helps players master the game from a strategic management point of view. Go online and check it out at golfmastery.net. And I'm excited to have Andy back with me tonight here on Next on the T. Hey, Andy, how are you, my friend?
1: Hey, Chris, doing great. Uh, you know, it's um, I'm out here in uh, you know Montana, you know, big, doing, you know, flying high in Big Sky. So uh, it's <laughs> beautiful out here. It's the first time I've been out here. And, uh, you know, it's the 47th state for me. I only got three to go. So I'm a little bit sad that I haven't been to Montana previously because it is an awesome place.
0: Yeah, I mean, from some of the pictures I've seen you share out on social media, that looks fantastic, my friend. Talk about your trip so far. What have you seen?
1: Well, I mean, we planned this a long time ago, me and my wife, Dina, and, you know, we started off, obviously, we left, you know, Vancouver, and we drove through to Boise, stopped there. And then we went to Jackson Hole for a day, down to the Grand Tons, all that kind of thing. And then we made our way up here um, to uh, where we wanted to spend a majority of the time in Big Sky. So it's been fantastic. We get Yellowstone National yesterday. I mean, the the sights and the views and everything that we've seen. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful part of the country, and I just recommend anyone that hasn't been out here yet, definitely put on your bucket list.
0: And, Andy, right there uh, in your neck of the woods now is the latest edition of the match, which is being played tonight. And you were out at the course yesterday. Talk about what you saw there.
1: Well, I mean, it is one fantastic piece of property i mean it's a jack Nicklaus signature design um you know he he doesn't put his signature i i think he puts them on all of them actually but this one honestly i believe is one of jack's best and um with the you know the terrain and the altitude changes and everything that he had to deal with um it, it is a piece of property the you know typical jack you know the fairways are generous but the greens are very small and very uh short in depth so you really have to really manage um you know your you know your distance control which is really hard to do when you're at 7500 feet of altitude as you know the ball doesn't spin as well off the clubs for whether it's phil mickelson it's you tom brady whoever it's very difficult to control your distance so with that it makes for a really challenging course i mean it is fabulous it's got a great balance of par 3s and a 777 yard par 5 um that actually plays like about 600 so really just a fantastic place not a lot of people know about it until today
0: <laughs> right until today and i want to talk to you about the match in just a second but i want to get your thought if you were caddying tonight for any one of the four players or Back in the day when you were on tour, if they had an event at a place where you've got that kind of elevation change and the change in spin and distance and all of that sort of thing, how do you go about preparing? How does your player go about preparing so that you know when it's time to the start of the tournament, how do you know, get yourself dialed in and understand the impact that all that's going to have on how well you're able to play?
1: Well, it's a lot of calculating. So um, to start with, let's just, a quick example would be, let's just say it's a 400-yard hole. So now automatically, we generally as caddies gave 10% to the altitude for a deduction. So now you're already down to a 360-yard hole. Now all of a sudden you've got a downhill hole that's 25 yards, and so now we're down to what is down to 335, and we've got 10 yards of healthy wind. Guess what? We just turned a 400-yard hole into 320. I mean, that's just a small example of the calculation that you had to go through. And then you basically, whatever the end number was, you matched it up with your normal yardage. So, you know, came to 160 or whatever, then you, would, and you still had, you know, 220 to the hole, then you gave you 160 club. So today these guys, you know, they have the lasers that are figuring it out, you know, with the up and down and all that. They played yesterday and they practiced. And, they got a good feel for it, but it's still very difficult to do for four days in a tournament. We had to go to Denver, you remember Castle Pines, every year in Reno. Um, you know, the altitude places are difficult. And there's actually quite a few on the European tour. So you've got to be pretty good with your math as a caddy. Otherwise, your player is going to be looking at you funny.
0: And Andy, to your point, with all of the technology now, you mentioned the laser yardage finders that we have now with the Greens books that, that people have. And we know that those things, uh, look like they're going to be outlawed for, for the game at the pro level going forward. But with all of that sort of technology and information, do we have a, a concern that five years, 10 years down the road that caddies are going to become obsolete? I mean, we also have, and I, I don't, I'm sure you've seen this at some of the other higher end golf courses where you've got the, the bag that uh, you put the little thing on your belt clip and the thing will follow you. Instead of having to pull the pole cart, you've got an electronic one that will now find you and follow you as you walk the golf course. It seems like technology is now starting to infringe on caddies. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, On certain levels, maybe. Um, I don't really see it ever breaking its way into any of the professional stuff. for the people that play for money like any of the tours. No, I know the PGA allowed lasers this year. To me, that was a disappointing thing. I mean, I don't. I know they said they were trying to speed up play, but yet, you know, if you got to that, I think it was the 17th hole. There was four groups on there. So, I mean, at our level, meaning the PGA T twelve level, lasers aren't gonna speed up play. Like pro Caddy is fast, faster than a laser. Actually, to get the yardage, know where it is, et cetera. So. But, Speaking to what you said, as far as recreational golf and resort golf, you know, there's a chance that yeah, that could happen, Um, but I I don't think you can ever take the human experience away of having a caddy and having a walk and having that knowledge and that information and that wisdom. I think that's still going to stand. It has for hundreds of years, and I believe it will continue
0: to. And Andy, let's talk about the match that's going on tonight. Is that compelling golf for you? Is that something that You know, if you were at home and not right down the street from where the event was being held, would you be tuned in tonight? You know what? I mean,
1: I like it. I like it for a couple reasons. One, I like the jabbing. I like the the laid-back kind of attitude that these guys have. You know, they're taking a day out of their busy lives to do this. But the biggest thing I like about it is the charity. They're going to raise over $20 bucks today, and that's really what it's all about. Um, And that's kind of overlooked. I mean, you know, people are talking about we'll change up, you know, these people, whatever. And, yeah, I think they should probably mix it up, you know, with some people maybe or whatever. and They'll figure that out. But, but I think it's kind of a neat kind of a thing that actually this is what kind of goes on, at, on in practice rounds with the pros on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and they actually play. So they're not far off their game. I mean, this is a, tough for, you know, Aaron Rodgers to be barbing Phil and Phil to give it back to him and, and so on and so forth. These guys fool around like that up till Thursday all the time on the PGA tour. So I think it's great fun, and, you know, for the people that listen to it and, and they have the mics on them and all that, do their strategies or whatever. It's, it's not a very often thing, so I think it's, you know when it comes, I think it's a, it's it's quite entertaining.
0: So if they were going to switch it up, and I agree that they should switch it up, and to your original point, hey, this this money going for charity is fantastic. I think that is the. The most important part of what we're, what we're watching tonight. When I see this, this sort of matchup, I really don't care about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and watching them hit golf shots. I sort of harken back to the days back in the eighties. I'm sure you remember with the, uh, the skins game, right? When we used to get to see Arnold and Jack and, and those guys uh, go out and play these skins games. And that, and there was a, uh, a charitable aspect to that as well. That's, that's sort of what I'd love to see us getting back to it. it was sort of a laid back experience for those guys. They'd mic those guys up and, and that sort of thing. I'd love to see something along those lines. I'd love the tiger and Phil match. Uh, JT was awesome as an on course sort of commentator. I'd love to see him at, whether play or, or let's mic him up and get him back out there as, as part of the event as well. And, and you're right. The trash talking part is, is uh, what makes it a lot of fun. I'd rather see it go that way than see uh, them switching it up and, I've heard uh, talk about well maybe we get Michael Jordan out there next time and maybe it's Michael and, and Steph Curry uh with a couple of guys. I don't know what your thoughts. I mean, am I the old guy, you know, with yelling at people to get off their lawn? Or do you like to see athletes <laughs> from other sports take part in this thing?
1: I mean, I I I I kind of agree with you a little bit. Like you said, I enjoyed the Lee fuzzy jelly days. I mean, you know, that, right. that stuff was priceless, priceless stuff. I mean, not only could they talk and hit shots, they actually, you know, hit them in the hole or whatever, like Trevino did it, you know, out there at uh, Palm Springs one year. It's controlled by, you know, Tiger's group. You know, they own the rights and they partner with Phil's group or whatever. And and so those two are always going to be the first options. Obviously, unfortunately, Tiger can't be there this year. So Phil's kind of driving the bus, so to speak. So. I mean, with that, I mean, I think the football thing's kind of done its deal, and it is time to move on to something else. I don't know where that might be. I mean, it might even be to get, you know, some lady golfers in, mixed in with it, too, or yeah. whatever. Um, I, I mean, have have a little bit more, I mean, a little more variety than, than what they've shown. And, again, who knows who's available and who they've asked, et cetera. So we really don't know those points. But, yeah, I mean, I think the more different. To make it the better it's going to be as far as people watching it being interested to watch it every year
0: and Andy the Bryson DeChambeau Brooks Kepka thing you know the rivalry if if, if you will or the you know kind of the trash talking back and forth that those two guys are, are are doing has sort of been all the rage now for a few months looking back in the day and again you know when we think about the, the history of the game we've had a lot of great rivalries I mean Jack and Arnold were friendly rivals, throwing Gary Player for the big three. I know Paul Azinger and Seve were certainly rivals, at least at the Ryder Cup. Maybe it was on the PGA Tour as well when Seve would play over here. And I think we all wanted Tiger and Phil to be huge rivals, and they sort of were, but we never really got it on the golf course, particularly on Sunday in a major. But uh, your thoughts on this uh, Bryson Brooks, rivalry or whatever you want to call it that they've got going on right now is that good for the game do we need something like that to make it just a little bit more compelling
1: well i mean i think what's been forgotten in all of this is is that golf is a gentleman's game and it's about you know like jack speaks to this all the time it's about sportsmanship and you know and you know being courteous and all that kind of thing and i mean it's not ufc in my opinion so you know the the Bryson thing and the Kefka thing. Did that bring attention to golf? Yeah, yeah, it obviously did. And people are so hyped up now with all this UFC stuff that they just kind of, you know, uh, to me they kind of, you know, attributed to that. You know, if that makes any sense. But I mean, I mean, there's class is involved too, and I and I just think that, you know, for me, I, I don't I don't really think it's healthy at all for the game. I mean, it's about being classy and being a gentleman. And that's what Jack and Arnold, as you spoke of, no matter how bad they wanted to beat each other, they did it in a classy way. They shook hands. You never saw any real animosity at all, and they never really cut each other down that I can remember. So with that, you know, that, that that's my take on the matter.
0: And Andy, as we look ahead to the Ryder Cup, and you, were, you participated in a Ryder Cup, can Captain Stricker ha- potentially have a Bryson and a Brooks as members of the team, can you keep that from breaking the team apart or causing too much tension or ter- turning it into, you know, a, a sort of a circus within the team? How, how would you, or how do you think Steve Stricker is going to handle potentially having both of those guys as members of the Ryder Cup team?
1: Well, I mean, that's now, that's going to be a little bit of a task for Steve and the Steve uh, classy guys you know. And- He's a straight shooter, and Dee will have that handled. I'm confident that he will. Um, I mean, obviously, Bryson's on the team a lot, so they're not going to be able to keep guys off the team, and it looks like Kepka is on the team also. If not, he would probably be one of his six picks that he gets. Maybe maybe not. I'm not sure. But, I mean, I, I will say, or I would hedge on the side, that Deeb will have this all sorted out. There won't be any of this shenanigans going on. This is a team event, the Ryder Cup, and this is playing for the United States. This isn't, you know, this is an individual thing. So you got to, you know, bury the hatchet for a week, whatever it is they got to do, and they're going to have to do it. Or there's, there probably will be issues. But I believe that, you know, Brooks and, and Bryson, they're, they're, you know, they're smart enough to know that, you know, they they know what's on the line, and they got to play for ten other guys. So you got to just check your egos at the door, and I think that will happen.
0: Andy, catch us up on all the great things you're doing through your company, Golf Mastery. The site is golfmastery.net, helping us do a better job managing ourselves around the golf course. Talk about what you're doing there.
1: Well, basically, I mean, mean, there's a million teachers out there. And could I teach golf with everything that I've learned in 25 years? Yeah, I could. But that's not really what I want to bring. What I want to bring or what I do bring is I bring a little bit what Mark was actually talking about, about how to manage. The game and how to how to be better with percentages and how to you know strategize and play a course and how to play golf to lower your score. So with that, I mean, you know, it's I've watched the best and the you know the greatest in my 25 years and walked alongside them and witnessed how they how they prepared and, and how they actually you know went into weeks and, and et cetera. And it was you know it was uh, obviously it was part of w- going to work for me. But I mean, I learned a lot from a lot of golfers along the way, and try to take some of that knowledge and wisdom and pass that on to some folks. Whether it's someone that wants to has aspirations for the tour, whether it's someone that just wants to compete and maybe be an amateur, or whatever it may be, strategy, setting up, you know, how to how to how to do practice rounds. I mean, it's more about you know the the other stuff besides golf swing and that kind of. That kind of stuff that teachers do. I mean, I could do that with some of my friends and some of my, um, you know, my, my cohorts. But basically, it's it's that and it's about strategy. And I'm actually running, you know, a special this July, um, so they should he- head to my website and check it out.
0: Andy, you're also doing some work as an ambassador for the Dormy Network, and uh, you're working with a company called Caddy. Now, talk about what you're doing with both of them.
1: Yeah, so the Dormy Network, they own Golf courses in in the United States, and um, they're in various parts of the country, from New Jersey to San Antonio, to Nebraska, to Indiana, to um, Roanoke, Virginia, to even Pinehurst. And they have properties that offer basically, you know, top shelf service. It's basically what I call a golf camp. So you can bring customers there. It's entertainment purposes. You bring them there to entertain. They have you know great places to stay. They have top notch chefs. It's all about getting that great experience and being you know paid attention to, and then obviously getting to play some great golf on some of these courses. So um, that is that is a very neat kind of a program they have set up. It's not for everybody, but but if you're entertaining for golf. It's definitely something you can look at. I mean, because it's a, it's a cool aspect. I'm also helping them with their caddies. They're trying to bring a little bit of a higher, you know, a little bit, um, sharper kind of a, you know, a, a program presentation to the folks that do come to the, to the dormy network properties. And you know, that, that's, I'm trying to give them some pro tips there as a consultant. And then what, what caddy now is, caddy now is an app that helps. Um, clubs manage their caddies. So if they have a program already, which several clubs, you know, there's several clubs, thousands in the United States, this app kind of works like Lyft and Uber, and it actually you can manage your caddies and not have to be on the phone with them, texting them, et cetera. It's a very neat deal, and it's very up-to-date with um technology. And it's just a time saver. It saves the pros time, saves the caddies time, and it's great for the members.
0: Andy, before I let you go, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing, again, on your website and then over social media as well.
1: Yeah, they, well, the website is www.golfmastery.net, um, and that's pretty much my, you know, my calling card there. I mean, you can go there and see what's happening. Um, it, it's pretty pretty easy to figure out. Um, and then, of course, I'm on Instagram, I'm A-G-L-A-N-O-2, and on Twitter, I'm A-L-A-N-O-2. That's all I do for uh as far as that goes. Um I don't I don't do any of the other stuff, but I can be you know, I can be found at those places too. Make sure so they, they check out the, the July special, it's a really good deal. Um, you know, it's um it's up it's up there now and people wanna go and check it out, you know, and, and contact me. It's a it's a really fun deal for them if they really want to get get going and get get better at golf.
0: Well, Andy, like I say, it's always fun having you as part of the show. I hope you'll come back and join me again real soon, my friend. It's always a, a thrill to have you here, and you make the segment so much fun.
1: Chris, you know, you know I, I, I love it. I, I, I love you, Joe. You're the best, and I really appreciate the opportunity always, and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get to see each other soon.
0: I look forward to that. Stay safe, Andy. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon.
1: You got it. Thank you very much, Chris.
0: See Andy. That's a great Andy Lano. And like he says, A Lano 2 uh, is how you can follow him out on Twitter. Golfmastery.net is the website. And, folks, the thing that uh, we don't uh spend enough time within our game, like we talked about earlier with Mark Weeby, you heard Andy talk about it as well. It's really managing ourselves out on the golf course, right? It's how do we not turn a par into a bogey or a bogey into a double, right? It's making sure we have the right strategy. We're thinking our way around the golf course. And Andy, as a guy, like he said, 25 years out on the PGA Tour, folks, he spent a lot of time with Kenny Perry. He spent a lot of time with the greats of the game. Tom Watson, he was on the bag with for a while. And when he wasn't on, just with those guys on that bag, but also a, a member of the a twosome that might have included a guy like uh, Jack Nicklaus and some of the other greats of the game, right? So... He picked up what he had from the guys he was carrying the bag for, but then also spent time with some of the legends and picking their brains. So you've got a lot of knowledge in Andy that you'll have access to by going on the net and take advantage of it, folks, because uh, like you heard, Andy's just a great guy in general. And then all of the knowledge he's going to be able to pass along to you, hard to come by that. Certainly go online and check it out and take advantage of what Andy has to offer.